verses of this chapter. Paul, writing to the church of Thessalonica, says this, Therefore, when we could, and I'm reading in a little bit of a different translation tonight, I normally never do that. But therefore, when we could endure it no longer, we thought it best to be left behind at Athens alone. And we sent Timothy, our brother, and God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith. Turn to your neighbor say, your faith. So that no one would be disturbed by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we have been destined for this. That doesn't sound like an encouraging verse. But he says, for you yourselves know that we have been destined for this. For indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction. And so it came to pass, as you know. For this reason, when I can endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith. For fear that the tempter might have tempted you and our labor would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us, just as also we long to see you. For this reason, brethren, and all our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. Amen. Through your faith. Again, we see Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica, and they're obviously going through something. And he tells them, he begins to tell them, he says, understand that there is affliction that has come. And he says something in the, and I use this translation just for this, this depiction of it, Brother Brad. He says, you were destined for this. You say, what are you talking about? That doesn't sound like good news. He said, you were destined for this. He's pretty much saying you were destined for this trouble at this time. Understand, let me bring it to you today. You were born for this time for a reason. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of trouble going on in the world, right? There's a lot of difficulties. There's a lot of things you don't understand. You don't, there's a lot of things going on in your life. You don't really understand why it's happening or what God is going to do. As, as Courtney was saying, there's a lot of things that we just don't know. We can't see into the future, but we have to have faith and we have to trust God. But understand, if God appointed you to be in this time for the trouble that is in this time, He will also equip you to endure whatever you're facing. Okay, I, I, I want to encourage you tonight. He tells them in verse 4, I told you of this in advance. But we see this, that Jesus told us what we would be facing in this world today. 2,000 years ago, Jesus told us we would be facing some of the afflictions that we're facing today. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says this, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, and, and, and see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Haven't we seen all those things? 
But he says this in verse, in verse number 8 of chapter 24, and all these are the beginning of sorrows. I will tell you this, the Lord just began to just kind of share this with me. We've been in the beginning for quite some time. They, they were looking for Jesus to come 2,000 years ago, so how much closer are we to his return today? But he describes all these things, and he says this is just the beginning of sorrows. Catch verse 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You say, this does not sound encouraging. Just buckle in. We're going somewhere. Hear me. We have been in that, that season of the beginning of sorrows for some time, but then we catch in verse 9, he says, then, then they will offer you up to be afflicted. Then people will be martyred for my name. Then all these things will begin to happen and the world will just hate you because you bear my name. I don't know if you have felt this or not, but... I really believe ever since COVID, I've said this multiple times, but there has been an escalation. We see that, that the wars and the rumors of wars and nations rising against nation was the beginning of sorrows. But now, Sister Brandy, it's just stepped up another notch. And, and you, you talk to people in the church and they're saying, I, I got this going on and I, there's this going on in my body and this is going on in my marriage. This is going on in my finances. This is going on at work. This is going, all these things are happening. I was with a group of people this Sunday and they were testifying uh, and, 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 and giving prayer requests uh, because so and so was sick, so and so was battling, so and so was battling this and so and so was battling this and, and I understand uh, that, that we need to pray and that we need to, to lift those people up but I began to think uh, that we were told that these times would come we were told these times would come, but Paul sees that the church at Thessalonica is going through these things, and he, 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 the, the Bible says that when he could bear it no more, he said, I've got to check on them. He began to hear that the Thessalonians were being persecuted for their faith. He began to, to see that they were being hated because of the name of Jesus. I, I know we live in America, and we think it'll never happen, but that's exactly when it will happen, but there's pastors that are being locked up because they won't condone gay marriage. Uh, there, there, there's preachers being locked up uh, because they won't marry trans uh, couples. Uh, these things are happening. Uh, I, I'll tell you, uh, there has been an escalation on the spiritual side, uh, on the attack of the believer's mind uh, and the believer's body. Uh, these things have been happening, uh, but Paul tells the Thessalonian church, uh, and I believe it rings true to us today, uh, God told us that we were going to go through these things but this is what he also told us. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you even until the end of the age. I will be there for you. But Paul says, when I could bear it no longer, I had to send Timothy. Why? I had to send Timothy because I wanted him to check your faith. I wanted him to check your faith. Listen, we can go through things in life uh, that try to shake us and try to pull us down uh, and, and we can become so overwhelmed with the discouragement and negativity that's going on around us. Uh, and Paul knew this uh, and he got so concerned with the church. Uh, he says, I have to check your faith. Uh, he said, I, I'm afraid uh, that the tempter has tempted you out of the way uh, and all of our work uh, has been in vain. Uh, so can I ask you tonight, uh, can you check your faith? 
Can you check your faith? I know it does. You, you don't know what's going on. You can't explain why the doctor says this and why your marriage looks like that and why your money looks like this. I know there's a lot of things you cannot explain, but, but are, are you still walking in faith? Are you still walking in faith? And he begins to tell them, he begins to tell them, I, I, I sent Timothy to you to check your faith. He said, because I was concerned you've been tempted out of the way that you've been discouraged to death. You know, we, we, we preached it years ago uh, uh, on the faith of hell and how, how I'm going to come down here and hang out with you all real quick. But we talked about how, how Pharaoh... There rose a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. Uh, and he says, listen, we've got to deal wisely with these people uh, because they're greater and they're mightier than we are. Understand, uh, the enemy knows who you are. That's why he fights you. Uh, and the Pharaoh said, we've got to put taskmasters over them. Brother Brad, when you begin to translate that in the Hebrew, uh, it literally means masters of discouragement. Trying to convince them, do you, you know, you're really not God's people. You're really not chosen. You're no different than anyone else. Uh, listen, uh, in my flesh, I am no different than anyone else. Uh, but when I accepted Christ, uh, I was given a new identity. Uh, I was known by a name that only he knows. Uh, that he, that he, he knows, as Sister Courtney said, the number of hairs on my head. Uh, but, but what Paul was really asking uh, is something that uh, I, I told Sierra, something I heard uh, her grandfather say many times. I love Brother Willie. I'm so glad I got to be around him and, and come into this family. But every time I would see him, Pastor, he would always ask me the same question. Do you still got the victory? I'm asking you that today. Regardless of what's going on, do you still got the victory? Do you still got the victory? I, I, I'm not asking as Jade Abrams. I'm not asking as Willie Russell. I'm not asking as Ron Russell. Do you still got the victory? What he's saying is, do you still have faith? Do you still believe in the one that saved you? Do you still believe in the one that healed you? Do you still believe in the one that can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think? Do you still have the victory? What Paul was saying is, I was concerned by the affliction and I had to make sure that you still had the victory. I had to make sure that you still had faith. I'm not Timothy tonight. I wasn't sent by Paul, but I'll tell you this. I'm here today to say, do you still have your faith? Still have your faith. I was going to pick on Garrett, but I pick on Garrett all the time. I was going to pick on Jaden, but I pick on Jaden all the time. And there's someone I used to pick on that I haven't picked on in a long time. TJ, get your, get your rear end gear. Get up here, brother. Okay, understand, Paul is, is, is describing to the church of Thessalonica his concern for them about the affliction. And he says, I sent Timothy to, to check your faith and, and to make sure you, what he was really saying, and in, 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 can I paraphrase this, are you still holding on? Because what Paul and, and Timothy and, and Paul's little entourage, what, what they did is they implanted the word of God in, in Thessalonica and they planted a church and, and, and what they deposited was the words of Jesus and, and they, they, built, they built the church. The church should always be built on the word. And, and, and what he's saying is, are you still holding on to the word that I've given you? Are you still taking God at his word? We're going to get somewhere. But first I got to talk to TJ. TJ, do you believe me? Do you believe me when I tell you if you hold on to my jacket and follow me around 
for the rest of this message that I will give you $10. Do you believe that? Honey, we own Ronnie $10. Okay? Will you do that? Okay, grab on. Hitch up, brother. You're going for a ride. You got a Fitbit on or an Apple Watch? You're going to count your your steps, brother. You're going to get them in. All right? Me and you both. Hear me. He is taking me at my word that at the end of this, I will give him $10. He has no idea where I might take him because he may think I'm about to go right, but I'm really going left. Right? And he may think I'm about to walk down this aisle, but I'm not. I'm going up the stairs. All right? And this is how we are in our Christian walk. And we're saying, God, I I know you've given me a word. I don't know where you're going to take me. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what you're going to do. But God, you told me, you promised me that you were going to save my children. But God, I know what the doctor said, but when I was in my prayer closet, God, you told me that you were going to heal my body. God, I know that my grandchildren are lost and they're bound and they're immoral and it looks so bleak but Jesus you told me 10 years ago that they would get saved that they would get delivered what Paul was saying are you still holding on are you still walking with Jesus even when you don't understand what's happening TJ didn't know what he was volunteering for but he said you know what I want $10 if he's holding on for $10 what are you holding on for what are you holding on for Hold to God's unchanging hand. You walk by faith, not by sight. For my God says, with man it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Are you holding on? Are you holding on? God, I don't know where you're taking me, but I'm holding on. Oh, the enemy's coming on my left. The enemy's coming on my right. Oh, but God, I'm still holding on. Oh, God, I'm still holding on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I'm still walking with you. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking unto you, the author and the finisher of my faith. I will run this race with patience. Oh, God, I'm coming after you. I don't understand. Why? I, I don't understand why my money's funny. I don't understand why my marriage is messed up. Oh, but God, you told me you can make all things new. You can make all things new. Lord God, I, I know they've told me that revival can't happen in Connorsville. Oh, revival can't happen. Oh, revival can't happen in that over church place. It can't happen in the Whitewater Valley. Oh, but Jesus said through Isaiah, he said, behold, I do a new thing and I'm going to cause rivers to flow in the desert oh it may seem barren it may seem dark it may seem bleak but he said I'm going to cause rivers to flow in the desert are you holding on are you holding on Paul said I couldn't take it no more I had to find out church many of us can ask God why is this happening this day and hour it's so wicked what's going on and he said I have ordained you for this trouble and I have ordained you for this time what did Mordecai tell his his niece Esther he said perhaps you have come into the kingdom for such a time as 
this. Perhaps you say, oh, I should have been born then. I should have been born that. No, 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 no. Hear me today. You were born for this time. You were born for the trouble that you're facing. And you were born by the Spirit of God. When you got saved, when you got filled, you were born into a baptism of hold on. God, I don't know whatever it is, God. I don't know where you're taking me. I don't, I feel like I'm just, anybody ever felt like, God, you're just taking me in circles. TJ, let's just go in circles. God, we're just going in circles. But understand, when Samson was going in circles, that's when he began to cry out. He had no vision. He had no future. They plucked his eyes out. They had cut his hair. But the Bible says, oh, but the hair began to grow back. You say, oh, I just feel like I'm going in circles. Why am I going in circles? Because God's wanting you to get a hold of him and say, God, what I had back then, I want it in greater measure now. God, I'm sorry I betrayed you. Oh, but Jesus, can I just have it one more time? Can I just see it one more time? Can I just experience it one more time? And when they brought Samson out, he said, lead me to the pillars. I'm about to do something I've never done before. Church, people of God, wake up and get ready because you're about to do things you've never done before. You're about to walk in things that you've never walked into before. Can we just praise the Lord? Can we just have a little praise break? We don't need no music. We don't need no drummer. We don't need no tambourine. We don't need no cymbals. But can we just praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, but Paul said, he said, but Timothy came back. Timothy came back and he reported to me that your faith was good. I'm here to tell God that PTC's faith is right where it needs to be. Oh God, I'm telling you, we're ready. We're about to go into camp meeting and it's not just a series of meetings, but I believe heaven's about to mess some things up on earth and about to establish some things on earth. Oh, but hear me. Paul said, Timothy, come back. And he said, your faith is good. You can be seated if you wanted. Maddie, you can come to the music if you want. Hallelujah. He said, Timothy told us, your faith is good. And he said, I'm going through distress. I'm going through things. He said, but we're sitting here and we believe we can make it because we heard about your faith. What does the Bible say in Hebrews? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you understand when Courtney and Hunter had to operate in faith, they were stressed out. They didn't know what was going to happen. But God said, oh, they're still holding on. That pleases me. That means there's faith there. Do you understand? Worship, yes, it pleases God. Praise, yes, it, it, it pleases God. Obedience, yes, it pleases God. But he says, your faith just by you. Listen to me, young people walking into school and saying, you know what? Today's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be someone that God has really called me to be. I'm just going to hold on and trust him. I don't know what it's going to look like. It may be in the lunchroom. It may be in science class. But I believe that God is going to do something. TJ, you didn't hold on. I got $10 for you, man. I told them to sit down. It's okay. We believe in grace. 
understand. He said, you know what got us through? Is hearing that you got through. Reminds me of another verse. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. You think your testimony is just for you. Paul said, when I heard about y'all, I believed. I believed. Some of you are in messes right now, but they're going to be testimonies later. And they're going to tell other people, you know what? If they come through that, I can come through that too. And I'm just going to hold on a little bit longer. Church, do you still got the victory? Do you still got the victory? You may feel like your life has no direction right now. Been there. Just hold on. Just hold on. Stand with me tonight. Garrett sold ten dollars. Wish I would have picked on him. Ten dollars can't buy you much anymore. Not even two gallon of gas, really. But TJ held on, held on till the end. I know, but held on through the whole thing. I took him all over this place. He was doing it for ten bucks. Ten bucks used to be able to get you a bunch at McDonald's. And get you a combo now. He held on for that. What are you holding on for? You know what? I believe there's some in this house. I believe there's a couple different things. The Lord's just kind of depositing in me. There's a couple different people. Some people that are saved, filled, and just holding on to just going through some stuff. I don't want to talk to those people right now. I'm going to talk to these two, two different groups of people. Some of you keep coming to church holding on that someday something will change. Someday something will change. Let me tell you tonight, if you want it to change, you're going to have to tell God you want it to change. Going to church is great. It's awesome. We should do it often, very often. But hear me tonight. If you never tell God, I want to know you. You won't. You'll just know church. But if you want to know the God that caused these people to worship and caused these people to shout and praise and give hand claps, if you want to know that God, I believe there's people in this house that say, I'm holding on, I'm holding on, but I'm just waiting for something to change. It can change tonight. If you say, Jesus, I want it to change. But can I talk to the second group of people? Some of you have let go. Can I be as blunt to say that? Some of you have just let go. And you think this is the part where God's mad at you? No. My mother told me something that's so true. I see it throughout Scripture. She said, you can run all you want to. But when you turn around, he'll be right there. You think God is so far away from you? Turn around. Just turn around. In your heart and your mind. Say, I'm not going to desire or go after those things anymore. And when you turn around, he'll meet you right where you are. 
I love it. He'll meet you right where you are, but He'll take you to places you've never been. So I'm going to make three altar calls, and the first two are for the two people I was talking about. Some of you have been holding on, thinking that, that maybe just going to church will change it for you. It won't. you got to tell God, I, I, I want it to change. I want you to come tonight. Second group of people, you say, I've let go. Listen, there's repentance, and repentance is met with grace, love, and mercy. You're not perfect. Nobody is. Nobody is. And you know what? My love isn't perfect. But his is. Some of you are afraid where God might take you. But he said, perfect love. Cast out all fear. Ain't no need to be afraid. Courtney already talked about it. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know how many stray cats this community has? They get fed. And you think he can't take care of you? When you are still in your mother's womb, he knew you? You don't think he can't take care of you? You're alive. Thirdly, if you're just here and you say, hey, I'm holding on, I'm just discouraged by what's going on in my life, I just, just this affliction. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I want you to come. Get the encouragement. Get the encouragement. Just hold on. Through the affliction, Jesus told Peter, he said, the enemy desires to have you. He desires to sift you like wheat. He says this, but I have prayed for you. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. And he goes on to say in Romans that he still makes intercession for us today. So if you're here and you just say, I need encouragement, or preacher, I need to get saved, we're here for you. Or hey, I, I need to rededicate my life. We're here for you. And we're going to celebrate all the victory. But come, come, come. These altars are open. Sister Maddie's going to sing. Everyone, thanks for watching. I hope this message blessed you. And if you could, please check the description below for all of our links to our social medias. Um, and as always, check our page. You'll see all of our previous messages there. Uh, I hope this message, again, blessed you and uh, reached you where you're at. And thanks for watching. See you soon.